And welcome to our Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast. And be sure and check out our website, Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. But we're doing the Sounding Off with Kim Munson podcast so that we can actually delve even deeper into some of these important subjects. And Mesa County Clerk and Recorder, Tina Peters, was a guest recently on the show, and I thought we need to hear more about what actually is going on. She's a candidate for college. Colorado Secretary of State. And my friends, this may be the most important race in the state, uh, this particular election here in 2022. So Tina Peters, welcome to the show. Good morning, Kim. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great to have you. And and tell us a little bit about you. Uh, uh, certainly, you are you have a lot of name recognition here in Colorado. Uh, and uh, we'll get into why. But tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Virginia, and then I met my husband in Virginia, and we, um, we've been married for 30, almost 36 years. Uh, he was a veteran. I raised uh, two children, homeschooled them, uh, Navy SEAL son. I lost in 2017, so I'm a gold star mom. And, uh, you know, he's a great warrior. Miss, miss him very much, but I have a daughter and a granddaughter, and um I had a business for 32 years, and so um, at, in 2016, I decided that I needed to give back to the community and uh, got involved when I went to a volunteer meeting and saw there I was one of eight people that were volunteering, and I said, oh, I thought people were taking care of this political thing, and so I got involved, started wa- walking and walking and knocking and talking to people, and I just fell in love with the people in my county, and so I wanted to see how I could... Uh, give back. And that's what started me in politics. Well, and so you decided then to run for office? Or, and when you say you were walking and talking, was this for candidates or what was that exactly, Tina? I was. I, I realized in 2016 that we had to, you know, it was a wake-up call that we had to get involved if we, if we were going to save this country. And so I asked, I, I walked and, and listened to people. I would just say, how do you feel about the election? And it didn't matter if they were Democrats, unaffiliated, Republicans. Everyone had an opinion and everyone was concerned. And I just listened. And what I heard them say was, you know, we were concerned. We need to do something about this. So I asked about, and, and that was right off uh, coming from, out of cancer. I had uh, realized that um, I, was a can- I was a cancer survivor. And I said, you know what, life matters more uh, than this. There's more that we need to do. And so I decided to see how I could give back to my community. And someone said, why don't you run for local office first? And so I did. I looked around, and the treasurer's office was pretty pretty well taken care of. Uh, and so I said, well, I looked at the Motor V, and there were three-and-a-half-hour wait times. And I said, well, I can fix that. As a businesswoman, I know exactly how to fix that. And uh, I did. You know, they, things they said I couldn't that couldn't be done. The local newspaper said she can't open offices her first day. Well, I'd already been researching it for almost a year before I was elected, and had already negotiated uh, um, really, good, really good um, uh, rental rates, about a third of what the clerk had paid before when she closed the offices, and then one out in Frito, I got for $150 a month, which was just the cost of utilities. So. Turned around that office, turned it around so it was more customer friendly. Uh, it was going great. 
and then I never thought I would be part of turning around elections and finding out uh, election insecurity. It, it is a remarkable thing that life is sometimes, isn't it, Tina and Peters? But as each of these things are presented to us, we have to step up to the plate. And you certainly have done that. So you were elected then uh, Mesa County Clerk and Recorder when? In 2018. 2018. Okay, so the anything else you want to tell us about uh, turning around the motor vehicle department? And I guess explain to us, uh, a county clerk, I mean, it's a pretty important job. It is. Most people don't know what the, what the county clerk does, but it, it, it encompasses five divisions. So it's motor vehicle, where you go to get your registration, your tags, that sort of thing. Uh, recording, all the, the recording of deeds and, and anything in the county that is recorded uh, is done at my office. And then we have clerk to the board and board of equalization, uh, which has to do with uh, hiring judges and doing um, uh, any kind of tax assessor uh, type. Uh, um, when you're when someone disputes their their taxes, it comes to us. Okay. <laughs> in other words, so we hire judges and then accounting, and then the one that's really. Uh, on the forefront right now is elections. So I was able to um, run all five divisions very successfully, and um, and it's, it is quite the job. People people need to appreciate their county clerks. Uh, how many employees in the clerk's office? Uh, 36, not counting election judges, which were about 150, and then uh, 36 is just the core staff, and then temporary employees and election judges. Okay, so and uh, so you've been county clerk for four years now. Let's talk about then 2020, uh, the election in 2020. That is getting a lot of attention. So tell us about that. It it is getting a lot of attention, and you know we're a pretty conservative county, or we have been up until now. And so in 2020, the GOP chair came to me and he said, Tina, I know we won in this county, but not as much as we should have. And I thought about that. And he's, he's pretty much a numbers guy. So I just kind of I filed that away. But people would come into my office, Kim, and they would say, you know, we just we see what's going on all across the country. And we just feel like there's something up with the elections. And I was. And you're I talking about the November 2020 election, correct? That's, that's right. OK. So I, I would take him on a tour. And I, I say I drink the Kool-Aid is what I say now, but I would take them on a tour. I would t- tell them uh, about our, our processes and our risk-limiting audit and our logic and accuracy test and all these things that, had been, that we had been touted as the gold star standards all across the U.S. And it wasn't until the 2021 April 6th municipal election that I really had serious doubts in our election system. And, and what, what occurred that uh, flagged you on that? Well, so we had uh, very, very capable, competent um, candidates, and they lost. And it wasn't just they lost. They lost to uh, one gentleman had come just moved from um, California a few months back. He wore a mask. He was a progressive. You know, just not the type of of candidates that I had seen win in all the elections that I had done in the past in our in our county. And this was, there were uh, three candidates that lost that should have won, in my opinion, and everyone else's opinion. So when I pulled... 
And when you say that, let, let's just talk a little bit about that. When you say that they should have won, is you certainly mean fair and square, fair, you know, fair election. But I, I think what you're saying is that as you look at the the fabric of your community, it just didn't seem to make sense that uh, my understanding, a, a longtime person in the community, uh, was. Um, running against this person that had just moved in from California. So nobody in the community knew this this other person, but yet they won. And and to anybody, that would seem curious, I would think, Tina Peters. Yes, and it was curious. And then I had someone come to me that said that they were at one of the celebration parties of one of the candidates that won, and they knew the uh, they knew that they had won and by the, by the amount of the spread of the votes and who else had won. And I said, that's impossible because by law, I'm the only one that can pull those totals at 7 p.m. So things just weren't adding up. And um, so the next month, they were coming in to do, the, when I say they, it's the Secretary of State and Dominion Voting Systems was coming in to do what they called was an upgrade. They gave it the name Trusted Build. And I'd asked to have uh, the press present, the uh, uh, community, citizens, voters present, um, and they said, absolutely not. They had told me they were going to um, delete a QR code program. And I reasoned, you know, just like any business person would do, that if you're going to do something to your computer system, you back it up. And uh, before you make any changes. So I did. I, I, well, I went to our IT department, and they didn't want anything to do with the elections. And so I, um, I commissioned someone to back up uh, the system uh, so that that QR code program would be preserved. Okay, so that, at, at, oh, that, at this point, uh, the, you've been accused that this would put uh, the election equipment at risk, that it would put... Um, important information regarding our elections at risk. How would you address that, Tina Peters? Well, you know, it's, when you make an image, um, it's just a snapshot in time. It doesn't change any settings. It doesn't alter any uh, anything in the computer. It's basically just a picture of what that server looked like at that time. And it doesn't have any what we call PII, which is personal identifying information. This is just the system, and, in, uh, and, it, and it is my responsibility as the clerk to uh, back up and retain election records, anything pertaining to the election for 25 months. So just to, just to tell you And that's what, by law, right? By law here in Colorado. That's by law in Colorado and 22 months in uh, federally. And so what this image is, uh, is it's... It's who went in and out of the computer system, what changes they made. It, it's the blueprint. It's, it's how you got to the total. So, so this was this was wiped out by uh, Dominion and the Secretary of State. So I read in the Mesa County report number one or two, now I can't remember, but there's three that have been released, that 29,000 files were deleted or overwritten. So those 29,000 files are gone, but then... Uh, then new files were put into place, at least, again, I'm such a layman on this, but that's, that's the way I understand it. So, so in the first image we, that we took, 
it showed those files there, 29,000 election files. And when I say when I say election files, I just want to reiterate, they must be maintained. And in uh, CCR 8, 1505-20-19.1 and 2, it says that that I must, it says must, not may, or if I want to, or it's a suggestion, I must retain uh, access and uh, audit log files that record the following, the in and out of people in the system, out of the system, what changes they make, what software changes, things like that. Um, so those were the 29,000 files that were deleted. The second image showed that they weren't there anymore. The first image showed they were there. And this is six months after the 2020 election. So um, that's a crime. And that's a crime by the Secretary of State in Dominion. Okay. So the trusted build, and I have that in air quotes, my understanding was it was under the auspice of the um, staff of the Secretary of State's office, Jenna Griswold, as well as the Dominion employees. The trusted build was to get the machines ready for the next election. Uh, and that seems like that makes sense. That, so tell us about that. Well, you're, what, what was done, I mean, that all sounds good, but what was done is they deleted any evidence of how they got to the totals of the 2020 and the 2021 election. So if, if anybody wanted to go back and say, uh, well, let me see how you got to those totals, the totals are saved but not how you got how there. How you got there, okay. That's right, so it's the fingerprints of the crime. Okay, so you find this out. First of all, what was your reaction when you suddenly realized that 29,000 files had been deleted uh, off of the, um, is it the server, is that the cor correct term, off the server or whatever? Right. Okay, so right. did you, were you stunned or what did you think? Well, I was, uh, <laughs> yes, I, w I was concerned because I had what I called drank the Kool-Aid. I had um, believed that our processes were safe and secure. And then when we found that, but it was even more so what happened after. And what happened after that was they raided my office. They accused me of wrongful acts and neglect of duty. Uh, a judge, uh, which was actually, I did my duty, and I did not commit any wrongful acts. They took my key steps. So, so when this information was found out, um, Patriots knew that I was, I had uncovered something big, and they were concerned for my life. So they whisked me away uh, to keep me safe until we could get the results out. Um, and okay, now I, I, I want to um, unpack this just a little bit more. So you have now determined that these files <clears throat> have disappeared. When right. did everybody else realize that you realized this? So like a Jenna Griswold, when did she find out? Because I remember seeing at the cyber symposium in South Dakota where you brought that information out. But did Jenna Griswold and her office know prior to that that you actually had these images? Well, somebody had leaked it out, and I have no knowledge of how it leaked out, but that that, um, that an image had been taken. 
And as soon as they found out, I was I was going to, at the last minute, I decided, because some friends of mine were going to the cyber symposium, and since elections is, you know, is in my tool belt, um, I wanted to learn more. Because, you know, this is before I knew what was actually in the report. Um, so, I, you know, I had my suspicions. Uh, I wanted to learn more. I was going to the cyber symposium 50 States were represented at the cyber symposium. So, and and when was that? I'm trying to get the timeline on this. So th- was that, that was in August. So it was August 10th to the 12th. So on excuse me, on the 9th, they found out. It leaked out that um, that I had made an image. Oh, okay. And I was on my way to the symposium. Had no idea because I was thinking, okay, we'll get you know we'll get the the report. Basically, what I was thinking, Tim, is that. Okay, I've preserved the QR code program. That's that's kind of where I was at. I had no idea. And I get to the Cyber Symposium, and all hell has broken loose. They have raided my office, uh, papered up the windows, wouldn't let my chief deputy in. They were in there monkeying around for several hours alone, and then after that they let my chief deputy in, and they were trying to, it was obvious they were trying to set me up. Um, said I had changed uh, changed uh, settings and that I had done this and that and the other. Which, if you look at the indictment now, uh, none of that's in there. So they were just trying to, to uh, take away the spotlight off of them and put it on me, like I had done something illegal, which which was not. And during this time, Lise or <laughs> um, Tina, during this time, then I saw headlines that said that you had released passwords. But, so tell us about that. I had no idea that the Secretary of State and Dominion had backdoor passwords to our system. As the chief election official, the DEO, uh, the designated election official in my county, my job that the people elected me to is to preserve election records, to make sure things are secure in in my county. I had no idea that they had secret passwords to come in through the back door of the system and do things without my knowledge. So when they came out with there were passwords, I was shocked. Okay, um, and you did not have access to those passwords that were released, correct? No, I did not. Okay, but yet that was the 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 news headlines that you had released these passwords, but you didn't have access to them. I want to make sure that people understand that you did not have access to them, so somebody else had to release those. We'll just leave that out there. People can try to connect the dots as they will. So, okay, so when you're going up to the cyber symposium on October 9th, were you planning on disclosing this information on at that time? No. No, I was not. As a matter of fact, when it came up on the screen uh, from, I think it was a uh, Code Monkey Z was his name, and, and I think he's another cyber guy or something like that. But when it came up on the screen, I was shocked, shocked. And I went to the cyber guys and I said, oh, my gosh, we do have something here. And they said, oh, yeah. Okay, now, now tell, us, tell us this. So you had somebody... Take a look at these images. Somebody that knows what they're they're doing with that. And was that up in South Dakota, or was that a, in Mesa County, or where was that? That was when we got to South Dakota, and all this broke. 
prematurely, I might add, because I, I never, I, I never intended for this to be. Uh, you know, I, I'm just the county clerk and recorder. I wanted to preserve a program. That's why I made an image, never expecting in my wildest dreams that it would uncover the belly of the beast, the fraud that was going on in in not only this state but around the country. Now there are those out there that say that how, you know, it's it's problematic that you actually released this information to somebody not in the Secretary of State's office first, that you released it, as you said, you had somebody take a look at this at the Cyber Symposium, and there are those, there's a narrative out there that that uh, you should have actually gone to the Secretary of State first. Uh, so how would you address that? <laughs> well, um, you, don't, you don't bring the fox into the hen house, right? Because that's not a very good thing. So this is the person that is the criminal that is doing these things. You know, these, this is the person that is uh, pushing this in the chair for the Democratic Association Secretary of State that, is do, that uh, has a playbook that they're doing this in other states. So what, what I've learned since then, that would have been a really wrong move. It would have got, gotten buried, rushed aside and we wouldn't know what we know now about the election equipment, the, the tabulation, the Dominion system. Okay, sidebar question then on this. Uh, Dallas Schroeder, uh, uh, Elbert County Clerk and Recorder, uh, also, my understanding, took images, had them on a hard drive, did not look at them, uh, and he had given one to an unnamed attorney to keep it safe. He put one in a safe deposit box. Jenna Griswold goes to court because she wants those hard drives, and just recently it was ruled that he had to give them to her, which he has. Uh, do you have any comments on that? Of course she would want them. She wants to cover the fraud. So, um, you know, it's kind of the bleach that uh, situation here. Uh, and it's interesting, Kim, that right on the heels of his attorney turning them over to the uh, Attorney General and the Secretary of State's office, uh, my attorney was in there doing a subpoena because it's important that we have that information as part of our case. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, I wanted to, so that's just another little sidebar on this. So you're at the Cyber Symposium. I was watching it, as somebody said, there's going to be a big announcement. And, you know, we knew that there were things happening in Arizona and things that they were looking at elections in these other battleground states and that there was going to be this big announcement. And when I was sitting there looking at the television and I saw you and Sharona uh, Bishop and Sean Smith walk out on the stage, I just about fell off my chair because I'm like, I know these people. So I, I was just, I was flabbergasted, Tina. Well, to be honest with you, I was flabbergasted too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, it was happening in real time. My office was being raided. Um, you know, the Secretary of State was all nervous and angry. You can tell by her press conference. Mm -hmm. And she and there's nothing that's been compromised. I mean, she said that in two press releases after that. There's nothing that's been compromised. Our elections are secure. And um, I, I don't think they quite knew what to do because um, basically the cat was out of the bag. Something they, they had been doing for quite some time as far as uh, election irregularities, if I can put it very mildly, was now out in the light for the world to see. 
and I think they panicked. Well, and so, so your offices were raided, and then I, there's been some a variety of law enforcement things that have happened with you that have been just shocking. Uh, so tell us about that. So you're, you're in South Dakota, um, and people said that they're concerned for you, for your life. Um, the, you know, this the news is, is out. So then what happens after that, Tina Peters? So they whisked me away to Texas. And, um, and put me up in a hotel uh, for security reasons. And about a week after I'd been in this hotel, the, my hotel room was broken into. The actual door of the, uh, of the, hotel, room, the hotel room door was jacked open. I came back uh, from doing my wash and do, uh, on that floor and, and, and going to the pool, and the door was open, the dam was bent out and the um, uh, I couldn't close the door I went into the room and I was panicked because I knew somebody was after me and I tried to close the door I couldn't I couldn't and pushed and pushed and and then uh, was able to bend it enough to, to slam it closed and put the put the deadbolt over it but that's when I knew and then my uh, uh, they came and got me and moved me to another secure location and after that I had 24/7 security. Um, until September 15th when I when the first report came out um, I came back uh, September 2017 delivered it to the uh, to the DA and to the commissioners uh, and they did nothing okay so this is the Mesa County clerk and, or Mesa County commissioners and the DA for Mesa County is that right right I gave them evidence of a crime and they did nothing as a matter of fact they against me so this has been interesting and this again is another thing that i think is maybe by design trying to confuse voters but they're saying uh, people have said well this is a is it all republicans that are on the county commission out there it is there's a never trumper that's the da i mean you can't get elected in this town uh in the past unless you're a Republican. So we've had people like our former clerk and reporter that changed from Democrat to Republican uh, just to be elected. So um, that it's not surprising to have Republicans that are not uh, true Republicans. And how you say they turned on you. How did they turn on you? Well, when, so when the uh, when they raided my office, they came in and they trumped up, like I said, these 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 wild um, um, accusations, I guess, is probably the best word. They took out my, when I say they, I mean the Secretary of State's office came in, uh, went to the DA. Now, one thing I want to mention at this point is Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland was involved from the very beginning. And you have to say, I have to ask why. This is just a, this is just a little county, you know, county on the western slope of Colorado. Why would he be involved? We have to ask ourselves, and that's for all the listeners. Why? That's a big why. Right. Yes. Why? So um, I would have. What I've been told is that the DA has been given a deal to bring me uh, my head on a platter. So um, that's. That's what I've been told, and that's what it appears is going on. So, um, 
Yeah, they, uh, she came in, uh, when I say she, that's Jennifer's Wall came in and, and wanted to decertify the machines. Even the former, uh, county clerk had said, well, the machines don't need to be, be, uh, decertified. Because basically, you, when you take an image, you plug in, uh, to a USB drive and you just take a picture <laughs> of the system. You know, like I said, it's no personal identifying information. Uh, about a voter, any of that. It's just the system, the voting system that every, by CORA, every every um, citizen should be able to see. It should be public. public right. It's, it's our elections. Yes. So that was, uh, so then, then they took the machines out, I believe, to hide the crime. Uh, and uh, then I was, I was like, great. You know, the machines are gone. We will do hand counts and everything's good. But that wasn't the end of it. They they took my uh, they trumped up a charge to take my uh, chief deputy, who was appointed by the way, not hired, appointed by me, who is the clerk in my stead. They trumped up charges that she had, was unprofessional, unprofessional conduct towards an employee. Well, this was a gentleman that had written obscene pictures on desks, had been I mean had questionable behavior about. And possible crimes, things like that, who I had tried to fire, but they wouldn't fire him. He's still on the payroll, as a matter of fact, uh, over a year later, or almost a year later, um, sitting at home in his jammies, I guess, I'm not sure, but uh, he's not at the office working and he's getting paid. So they took her out. She went back into work upon my request, and because she had done nothing wrong. And okay, they- so I'm, I'm a little confused. So y- okay. you're talking about this this. Chief deputy. Chief deputy, um, and so there is Belinda, who is right. okay. So, but who's this guy that you just referred to? I mean, you don't have to say his name, but but no. okay. This is an employee. This is an employee that we had fired uh, after we'd written him up several times. He was just a problem child, and um, and then there were uh, a, you know they they drummed up uh, some some. Uh, questions about my chief deputy just all of a sudden and took her out okay uh they they and she she's the clerk in my stead i'm in texas they take her out so they can take over my office is basically what they wanted to do and what about this this guy uh, how does he come into this whole thing well i uh that was part of the claim that um she had done unprofessional conduct. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, that thing. So he, so they were trying to just trump up anything to take her out as an excuse to take her out. And she's since been fired, by the way. Okay. Um, and who fired her? The county did, which is which is unlawful in itself. They can't they can't fire uh, someone that I've appointed. The the whole thing about this, Kim, has been so egregious. There's never been where a elected official, I'm speaking of the Secretary of State, can take out another elected official. But that is that is what they've done. Okay. And they barred from doing the elections. Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, so there's images. There's pictures. There's pictures right. of you getting arrested. There's pictures of you having to spend a night in jail. And uh, there's a lot of fine people out there that say, well, gosh, I, I'm concerned that uh, somebody that I might vote for got arrested and, and spent a night in jail. So how do you address that, Tina Peters? Well, I, I'm their best bet. I'm, I'm the only one that can beat Jenna Griswold, this monster. Uh, you know, so I was at a hearing for, in the, in the gallery, a hearing for my uh, chief deputy, because her husband, who's older, he was at the doctor, could not be there. And um, they accused me of uh, videotaping the session. And I, and I said to the judge, I said, it's being recorded. There's people on WebEx. You know, I mean, you know, there was no sign up for anybody to see, and they accused me of recording. And um, they, they, the next day, they followed me from the uh, uh, from the county commissioners meeting. Uh, I was with five other constituents. We were at a coffee shop, and they came. They took my iPad and they handcuffed me and put me in the police car. Um, it, it, this is it, it's just to harass me they, they um, then after that they put me in jail uh, and, you know just to scare me they my dad died the night I was in jail um, they're, they're, they're trying to scare me because they know I know the truth and you know when you raise a Navy SEAL son uh, Kim you you know those, and, and he dies uh, a gold star mom I am, you you have no fear of death. You have no fear of what man can do to you. Uh, but they want me to shut up and go away, and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to run the Secretary of State's office with integrity, with transparency to the citizens, and we're going to get that woman out of that, out of that office. Okay, let's talk a bit about these indictments. Uh, so you were indicted on, what, 10 or 11 counts, correct? Ten counts, seven seven felonies and three misdemeanors, and it's interesting, Kim, that the, the things that they that first caused the hoopla that they were all concerned about are not what they indicted me on. It and and I'm sure your listeners have heard that you can uh, attorneys say you can indict a ham sandwich. Well, when they convene a grand jury, the DA, uh, the other side presents their case, and they don't let you present your case at all. So it's all one sided. And when my attorneys, my attorneys just recently were able to see what the uh, the transcript from the uh, from the grand jury, and they laughed. They laughed, Kim. They said, "Are you kidding me?" So this is all political theater brought down by Jenna Griswold. One of the things when she sued me uh, was to uh, she she wanted me to sign this, what she called a security uh, document. And it said in there, it said that I would retract what I said about the transparency. Uh, we wanted more transparency in the elections process and to, uh, to investigate the uh, Dominion system. And she asked me to recant that. And when I would not, she said, see, she told the judge, see, she's not going to uh, abide by security protocol. So we need to keep her out for all of 2022 out of the elections department. So she knows that I know what's in that office. She knows that I know there's, there's, there's other things to be found. 
um, in there, and she doesn't want me anywhere close to it. Wow. Okay, <laughs> so with this, uh, you uh, you kind of said, uh, okay, I'll um, I'll call your bluff on this, and um, you decided to run for Secretary of State after all these things that had happened to you. That's right. So I looked at what our two choices were. Uh, and people had been asking me since November to run for Secretary of State, and I had already announced in January that I was going to run again for clerk and recorder in Mesa County because I didn't want to leave my people. I have people there that I just love that, you know, have worked so hard. We've, we've made that such an uh, amazing office, and I just felt like I needed to, to stay there with them because I didn't want the person that was running to take it back to the way it was with those three-and-a-half-hour wait times and poor customer service. But in uh, February 14th, uh, at, well, February 12th, I saw that, that the Biden administration was still not releasing the J. Alex Halderman report, which is, he's a Democrat that had um, started back in 2007 investigating, he was a professor, or is a professor, uh, that was investigating how easy these machines, these, these voting machines could be hacked. In 2017, he went before the Senate Intelligence Committee to explain to them that we need to do something before the 2018 and the 2020 uh, 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 elections. And they sealed it. And then they sealed it again this year and would not let that information out. So uh, two days later, I, I looked at who was running for Secretary of State, Jenna Griswold, who has to go. She's a George Soros operative that wants to continue to control the elections from the Secretary of State's office and take this last bill just took all the the um, power away from the 64 county clerks that the people in their counties elect to do this job. Uh, it was either her or it was Pam Anderson, who is um, a lot of people have heard about the Zuckerbuck. She is right. you go to their website, techandciviclife.org. The Center for Tech and Civic Life is an organization that Martin Zuckerberg funneled $470 million through to to the battleground states to defeat the Republican candidates, including our uh, President Trump. Uh, all for Biden. 96% went to uh, uh, counties and districts that Biden won, and like 4% went to Republican counties. Okay, so, so 96% and, of this 400 in 17 million, whatever, over $400 million, 96% of those grants from this nonprofit that Zuckerberg has given the money to, the Center for Tech and Civic Life, and I just connected this dot, Zuckerberg probably got a tax write-off for doing that as well. But uh, so most of that money went to uh, actually battleground states where the Democrats um, – um, and, and so it went to Democrats primarily and just a little bit to Republicans. But why is this important, Tina Peters? So the reason why this is important, Kim, is that on one hand, you have you have Jenna Griswold, who is a Soros operative or Soros operative. On the other, the other hand, you have Pam Anderson, who's running as a Republican in this primary, who is the director, a director for Center for Tech and Civic Life techinciviclife.org, who is the organization that funnels all this money from Zuckerberg uh, to defeat Republican candidates. So, you know, I say we've got Soros... To, to state Republican candidates? Now, what did you say? 
say that again? Sorry. Okay. Uh, you said that they funnel it to state Republican candidates? So the, so the Zuckerberg money was funded uh, through CTCL to, uh, to different states, the battleground states, to defeat the Republican candidate. Okay. So Thank you for clarifying. Okay. To okay. defeat them. Okay. Got it. To defeat them. So that was uh, 96% went to counties and districts that Biden won. Okay. So if people, if people would watch the movie that just came out, the documentary, the Dinesh Souza, the Souza, that just came out called 2000 Mules, you'll get an idea of what CTCL, uh, Tech and Civic Life.org, did. And Pam Anderson is a director. And after I outed her about it, she, they had they put on the website that she's on temporary leave. But if you look at the people that that fund that organization. You've got Facebook, Google, Rockefeller Brothers, Rock the Vote. I mean, very leftist, uh, global, uh, you know, not people that love our country. Let me just put it that mm-hmm. way. So when I looked on February 14th, I saw they weren't going to release the, the Gallup Calderman report and that those were the two choices for the people of Colorado. I said, I've got to get in and do something about this. And I ran, just like David with Goliath, I ran toward the giant. And, um, you know, even with all the persecution that they've done to shut me up and, and have me uh, stand down, I, I, I tell people, I say, they can't get us all. We have to stand up. Our country is being taken away from us right now. And they're doing it when they're selecting, not electing, the people that uh, are in office. Okay, so Tina Peters, we're in the primary now. There's three candidates, uh, Pam Anderson, who you just mentioned, um, Republican, and uh, also uh, on temporary leave, but a board director on the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which is the group that got most of the Zuckerberg money. And in Molly Hemingway's book, Rigged, she actually has a chapter that's that's titled Zuckerberg Should Be in Jail. Uh, but there's another uh, competitor in the arena as well. Uh, so talk a little bit about that. Okay, Mike O'Donnell is uh, when someone went to him and said, why are you running? Because, you know, you, you're just going to split the vote. You don't have a chance. He said he wanted to shake things up. Well, he's, he's learned from uh, some folks, some data folks that I know. He's learned a lot of data. Um, he is, you know, uh, he, he's got that down, which is, which is good. As a matter of fact, when I speak after him, I don't have to go through all the, all the, uh, the data uh, um, uh, inadequacies of our voting system, which is quite helpful. But he's never run a campaign. He's never served in public office, uh, which I have. He's never run an election, which I have. And I know I've worked with this woman, the Secretary of State, uh, for the last four years. I know what she's doing. I know how to stop her. And really, I'm the only one that she's targeting. You know, when you see when when you see that I'm written up in the New York Times and the and the uh, Rolling Stone and all these places, they're not mentioning this this other candidate or these other candidates. Uh, so I am her real threat, and I'm the one that can can uh, defeat her in November. 
And I actually did an essay uh, that is on my website. It's uh, I titled it, uh, "If you're getting a lot of flack, you must be over the target," and you are getting a lot of a lot of flack for sure. Okay, Tina Peters, I hear people say, um, again, I mentioned that uh, you know there's the the picture of you getting arrested, um, being put into a police car. There's the picture of you uh, that um, after you spent the night in jail, which is remarkable uh, because you'd actually turned yourself in and the bail was set at a half million dollars at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Who can come up with a half million dollars? And I thought as I looked at that, they said that you had to come up with it. Nobody else could put that up for you either. Did I see that correctly? That's correct. And it was cash. It wasn't a personal reconnaissance bond. And and so many law enforcement uh, officers have come up to me and they said, we have murderers that don't even have that. You know, they might have 25000 or 100000 but uh, PR bond, uh, personal reconnaissance bond. Yes, and they uh, uh, they restricted my, uh, they said that I might take off, and, and so they wanted to restrict my movement around the state. They've taken my office away from me, which legally, the only way you can take an office away from a uh, someone that's been elected by the people is a recall. So the lawlessness is just over the top. But you know what? That's like you said, when you when you're over the target, you're going to get a lot of flack. And um, you know, I, I I laugh and I say I can't pay for that kind of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. You're you have a lot of name recognition, but I just want to say this one more time that uh, this indictment came through. These indictments came through. Uh, you went and turned yourself in, uh, and 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 hope that you got there in time so that you would not have to spend the night in jail. But your bail was set at a half million dollars cash bail that nobody else could put up for you. And you had to spend the night in jail. But then the next day, was it a different judge that reduced that to 25,000? Well, I think that, you know, they, they knew it was ridiculous. And so they, they, they reduced it. But, uh, you know, my, my dear friend and my chief deputy, we cannot communicate. I mean, they're, they're trying anything they can to harass, to, to get us to say, I give up. You won. I give up. But you know what? I, I feel like I'm in the military. It's, I'm from a military family. I don't even have a traffic ticket or a parking ticket, Kim. I mean, I was married for almost 36 years until the VA uh, went in, and this is a really sad thing that, um, that the viewers are going to be shocked at, went in and had my husband, who has, uh, he's in a nursing facility uh, with advanced dementia and Parkinson's, had him sign a divorce decree. So after our 36-year anniversary would have been um, in January, this was in November, they had him sign it. The day after the FBI came and raided my house and three others looking for something, you know, I've lived a pretty boring life. I mean, I've been I've been a business owner and been in service to my country, uh, raised the Navy SEAL. My husband was was a Marine in the military. Um, you know, I, I I don't have any kind of criminal past, but they tried to make me look like a criminal, all for political theater, just to keep me from winning. From uh, just to put it in the minds of people that. Especially the go-along, get-along Republicans that go, uh-oh, we better stay away from her. She's got, you know, this mm-hmm. is controversial. So, you know, that's, that's the way that the, the left does. They, they try to make it look like you're a lot of trouble 
so that it will make people not want to be around you. But it, it's actually done the opposite, Tim. It has broadened the base. The people know that, you know, there's something wrong here, and they want it fixed, and they know that I'm the only one that can do that. Well, and, and I think each and every Coloradan has to ask why. Why has all this occurred uh, regarding you. So uh, we're getting close to out of time, but a couple of things. First of all, at the state GOP assembly, you had uh, great success. Yes, yes. I, I won 62% of the vote. I'm, I'm on the top line. And the other thing is when, um, when elected, uh, because here in Colorado, we talk about the unaffiliateds all the time. How can you get the unaffiliated vote? Uh, what's your response to that then? You know, I think that what is going on in Colorado should alarm every Coloradan. And whether you're Democrat, Republican, unaffiliated, you know, you want to make sure that when you vote, that your vote is counting for who, uh, you know, who you place it for. And so I want to secure your vote. I want to make sure that only legal uh, votes uh, count. And, you know, having been a business owner for 32 years, I'm not a career politician, but I'm experienced in elections. I'm experienced in the statutes. As a matter of fact, I'll just bring out the statute uh, 1505-8-1505-20.19 again. And that one states that what I did was legal, and actually every clerk that doesn't preserve that information uh, is in violation. And then further down in that section, it says that I can do it in the manner that I deem possible. And what they're trying to do in this state is center all the all the uh, power into Jenna Griswold. Um, and um, so I want I want to put trust back in the Secretary of State's office. I want it to be transparent. I want the people to have confidence again in their elections. And um, and just get you know I, there's other states now uh, Missouri the Senate just voted uh, 23 to 11 to uh, eliminate drop boxes banning Zuckerbucks and requiring voter ID for all voters you know we have to have a, a an ID when we get on an airplane we have to you know there's so many places we need to have an ID why not for our most precious uh, right and that's the right to vote. And I'm, I believe that whether you're unaffiliated or what party you're from, everyone should care about that. Uh, and just as common sense, Tina Peters. And then <clears throat> just wanted to reference that there have been three very important reports that have come out regarding the Mesa uh, County voting systems, and they can find those at your webso- website. Uh, final thought, and what is your website, Tina Peters? It's tinapetersforcolorado.com. And I would just, I would, I would love the support. People can reach out to me there. They can download the reports for themselves, give them to a, a person that they trust with IT. Um, they have not been debunked. <laughs> no one has debunked them. Uh, somebody came out with, uh, well, yeah, but factcheck.org said it's not true. Well, we have Harvard-trained cyber experts that say they are true. So I just want to tell you that, you know, I've been able to raise more than any other candidate. Uh, people want this message. They want to secure Colorado. Colorado is uh, is for the people, and uh, we need to stop letting uh, or allowing these people to be selected, not elected in this state. So um, I just want to encourage people to go to my website, TinaPetersForColorado.com. If you can 
uh, support me financially. I have raised more than any other candidate, um, and I'm very wise with your uh, with your dollars. And uh, we'll get this done. We're we're going to get it done. I will. I, I don't. I go into the fire. I don't run away from it. So. <laughs> Tina Peters, thank you so much for taking the time to really go through the details on all this, because I uh, our show we search for truth and clarity, and so wanted to give you the opportunity to do that. So Tina Peters, thank you so much. And again, that's Tina Peters for Colorado dot com. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you to your listeners. And my friends, indeed, we do stand on the shoulders of giants as we look at uh, everyday people stepping forward into this time in our history. Uh, So God bless you and God bless America.